0: Entrepreneur's Board of Investors is challenging America to pitch the next big idea during a 60-second pitch.
1: Welcome to the boardroom.
2: I'm Nicole Walters. I'm the CEO and founder of Inherit Learning Company, a business education firm.
3: Hi, I'm Mark Randolph. I was co-founder and first CEO of Netflix. Now I'm a mentor, investor, and Silicon Valley entrepreneur.
4: Hi, I'm Kim Perel. I am the CEO of 100.co, and I am an award-winning entrepreneur, angel investor, and best-selling author.
5: My name is Peter Goldberg. I'm the founder of PLG Ventures, an early-stage venture capital firm. I'm also the host of the show.
0: It's Entrepreneur Elevator Pitch, presented by Amazon Business, with support from State Farm and T-Mobile for Business. Okay, who's ready to make some money?
5: Let's hear the first pitch. Ten years
6: ago, I quit my job working at Goldman Sachs as a distressed investment trader, uh, and I quit Wall Street for Wall Street. Pop Carry is a natural pharmacy. We provide clean alternatives to over-the-counter drugs and supplements for stress, skin, beauty, everything in between, and we personalize herbal medicine for your unique needs. Not only was I a minority founder, my parents were both immigrants, and so, Part of my journey of becoming who I am today is to stand up and be a model for other people that look just like me.
4: Your 60 seconds
1: begins now. Going up.
6: Hi, my name is Shizu, like she went to the zoo. My name is, I am from Apothecary, the founder and CEO of Apothecary. A Few years ago, I quit my job working on Wall Street to become an entrepreneur on Wall Street. Today, Apothecary is what I call Mother Nature's Pharmacy. Pharmacy with an F, using food as medicine. We personalize results based on your unique mind-body constitution by taking a simple quiz on our website. More than ever, people today are seeking clean, plant-based ingredients for their health, and that's where we come in. Apothecary offers clean, natural alternatives to over-the-counter supplements using synthetic ingredients. To date, In less than two years, we've grown from zero, completely bootstrapped, to now doing over eight figures in revenue, shipping to over 22 countries worldwide, and just launched in Urban Outfitters. So you're seeking $50,000 in a
2: safe note. Time's up.
5: So what did you guys think of Shizu in that pitch?
2: She seems like a really cool girl. I appreciate how fresh she is, and I think all that aligns with her brand. She's done a lot in just two years, scaling to eight figures. She sounds like she's been in the game for a while, and she's a bit more of a pro. So Bootstrap says one thing. A- $10 million says another.
3: Yeah, no, listen, $10 million, if that's the number, its mm-hmm. actually pretty impressive. But I want to know the unit economics. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you could do that by losing money hand over fist. Right. And uh, there's a lot that's unsaid here it's
4: not adding up yeah yeah Yeah, i would agree she did a good pitch and i think it's a big market opportunity but 50k at what valuation what's she going to use the funds on it's going to go quickly
3: yeah there's something fishy about the 50k yeah i mean that really gives me pause
2: absolutely
5: well it sounds like there's a lot of questions still outstanding it's time to vote Well, it looks like all three of you want to hear more. I can't wait to hear how this one goes. Let's open the doors. Yes! yes! Welcome to the boardroom.
6: Thank you for having me. Hi, Shizu. Hi.
5: All three investors wanted to hear more and they voted to bring you in.
4: I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, I love it. You did great. And the growth on your company is incredible. So, Thank it's great you. to see. Yes. I was wondering a little bit if you could tell me more about the valuation. So, 50K yes. and on a safe.
6: Yeah. So, it's a safe note. Um, we've closed, actually, 3.45 of that already. So, we have only 50K left in the round, but uh, it's a 40 million cap, or the lesser of 10% discount to the next round, or 40 million as the next valuation, which is an implied 4X multiple to our trailing 12-month revenue. So we're all fighting over the last 50K? (laughs) Basically.
3: So that's the trailing 12 months. What are you thinking then? Forward, 12 months looks like.
6: So we're actually, we're 100% direct to consumer right now. But next year, we're able to open up our doors for retail expansion, as well as open up our own direct to consumer retail stores um, in New York, LA, as well as San Francisco. So we estimate to be about double again. So we launched at zero in 2020, um, closed out the year over 5 million in revenue, and we'll hit over 10 million in revenue this year as well. Great. How many SKUs do you have? So we have about, this isn't all. Yeah, that's what Uh, I was wondering. This is our blends, but we also have single herbs. And so the single herbs is what I think about sort of the next level to the blends. Like, we got you, then you got those with the single herbs so that they can actually customize their own. So there's maca, reishi, ashwagandha root, rhodiola. I mean, there's so many. And so we are really building that authority voice and messaging around herbal medicine that has never been done before in the U.S.
3: So Sisu, I'm really impressed with the revenue growth, I mean, $5 million to $10 million. I'm gonna do the math in a second, but what's the margin you have?
6: About 70%. 70%? Correct.
3: That's fantastic. Yeah, that's wonderful. What I'm really curious about is, let's talk about the life of a single customer. How many of them order a second time?
6: Actually, very high. So our retention rate right now is about 46%, which I believe is in the top quartile of retention rates.
3: Wow, fantastic. Really impressive.
2: So I have a hard-hitting question. Sure. I mean, you're treading the line of conventional medicine, and how are you navigating that? You know, there are people who are going to be concerned that you may be drifting into an area that you shouldn't be in. There may be licensing issues, so I would hate to invest and then find out that you got shut down in a couple of different markets?
6: Sure, yeah, no, it's a, it's a great question. I mean, given my experience, having worked in the juice space as well, I'm very familiar with the FDA and sort of the dietary, dietary supplement labeling requirements, as well as the legalities. We can't ever say this is going to cure or treat, which we never do. We always say this will support, this has been used over 5,000 years. Based on customers just like you, using user-generated content, 90% of those customers have said X to Y improvement.
3: Clearly, since you're raising money, uh, you're not cash flow positive. We are. You are cash flow positive.
6: Correct. We just want to grow faster. Yes.
3: And so the money, what's this, the source of funds is going to be, the, the funds is going to be used for what?
6: Team. So we actually just got our $2 million line of credit in conjunction with this $3.5 million of equity. So we're going to use the line of credit for our growing inventory needs, including coconut, bottles, labels. Everything we're shipping right now is taking almost six months of a longer period. We don't want to use equity financing to buy coconut powder, doesn't make any sense. So we want to use the equity financing for things like retail stores, our capex higher needs like staff, training, um, retail outlets, investments into claims and studies, really high on return on equity type of investments.
5: Shizu, you said that with this three and a half million of equity, so far it's only 3.45. Correct. And all three of them ultimately wanted to open the doors. Is anybody prepared to make an offer?
2: I am absolutely prepared to make an offer. And not only will I give you your 50K to close this thing out, I'm an influencer myself. So it would be more than my pleasure and my honor to support another business that reminds me of how I grew up with not just the funds, but also the following, yeah. and uh, help bring more people to the apothecary brand. Appreciate it.
3: Well, not so fast, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it's clear this isn't just about the money. I think what I could perhaps contribute, which is even more valuable, is actually help with the business. I certainly don't have the social media following and uh, Nicole does. <laughs>
6: I don't either, don't worry. But I
3: do have uh, probably 30 to 40 years of e-commerce experience, uh, including building quite a few companies to a fairly large scale, doing very, very similar things. And so I think that really is what I think I could bring to the party if you found uh, that interesting.
4: I love it. Appreciate it. Thank you. Wow, you've got some great offers here. (laughs) And I think at this point, second time founder, definitely. I can see how you will get to an exit. Just given my current investment thesis, I'm passing. Thank you.
3: You like investing in companies that don't get to an exit?
4: Well, I think given the supply (laughs) chain currently right now, you have like, there is going to be challenges and there's going to be a lot of, this isn't the last raise she's going to need. So I just am looking ahead and I just think for me,
3: See, my flaw is I like all these kind of companies. I'm a, right. I'm a believer.
2: Yeah, I'm a believer. I want to get in there and get dirty. So, I mean, I may not have 30, 40 years of experience, that's true, and you wouldn't be wrong choosing either one of us unless you didn't choose me. And I will tell <laughs> you right now that as a woman-owned entrepreneur who understands the use of these products and yeah. some of the lines that kind of cater towards women, I really can speak the language of apothecary.
5: Shizu, you have two offers on the table. If anything, they're selling you more than you selling them for the money. I'm a little confused here. What's going on? You need to make a decision. Who do you want to go with?
6: Nicole. Yes! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> awesome. Thank you. I'm so excited. Thank
3: you. I've lost deals before, but <laughs>
2: <laughs> congratulations!
3: Yeah, that's a, that's going to be an awesome company. No, it and is I gonna think be they'll really awesome benefit company. from having you uh, behind them.
2: No, I'm really excited to see what she does. Um, her heart's in it, and it's not her first time at the rodeo, so I, I think we'll be able to pull out something great. I'm happy to sell it to any of you after the fact.
3: <laughs> no, that sounds good. And a nice markup, I assume.
2: Well, nice yeah, markup nice. for sure. For sure, I learned a thing or two. <laughs>
5: So you had two investors basically throwing money at you, selling you to invest. Why did you choose Nicole?
6: You know, it it was a combination of a lot of things. I felt like we really connected on air. We came from the same city of DC. And not only that, she's a minority female and we need to have more minority females writing checks. I'm going to be that one day.
0: Entrepreneur Elevator Pitch is presented by Amazon Business for every organization at every stage of growth. Now let's hear the next pitch.
7: I started Bloom bras because I couldn't find a sports bra that worked for me. When I ran my first half marathon, I uh, did what a lot of women do, which is wear two sports bras at once or an underwire under sports bra, and I had no skin left from the chafing. I sat on it for a couple years, and I kept looking for inspiration. And finally, a couple years ago, I decided if I didn't do this now, that nobody was going to do it, and so took matters into my own hands. I'm I'm slightly nervous. Uh, I've watched several seasons, and so I'm excited to see what the elevator situation is and to meet the investors.
1: Your 60 seconds begins now. Going up.
7: Hi, I'm Elise Kay, and I founded Bloom Bras out of frustration after years of not being able to find a sports bra that worked for me. It's an engineering challenge, not a design flaw, so I brought in the top minds from NASA, shipping and packaging experts, Oprah's corset maker, to help me bring my vision to life. We are now the most body-inclusive line on the market, ranging from a 28C to a 56L, designed to lift versus squish, empowering women of all shapes, sizes, and stages of life to feel good while moving, with partnerships with like Macy's, REI, and Title IX. 70% of women are a D-cup or above in the United States. The average dress size is a 14-16, which is a 46 No brands are going after this market. The pandemic has been really great for our business with with online sales skyrocketing, with more women working out at home. We need help to scale with new hires, resources to uh, develop new product development, and marketing.
1: Time's up. Well,
5: I did not hear any ask whatsoever. Did any of you three hear something that
3: I didn't? I
2: have no idea, actually, what she's asking for. There was a lot of things
3: missing from that pitch. I mean, she she didn't talk about her traction, about her revenues.
2: The impression I got is she doesn't really know all that stuff. She seems kind of homegrown, so I'm a little concerned. It wasn't a very strong pitch. I have no idea what she's asking for.
3: (laughs) You know, potentially it's unique. I mean, I certainly haven't heard someone go after that angle in market before, so I'm a little intrigued, but I don't know. Well, it's time to vote.
5: Well, it looks like Mark and Nicole want to hear more. Let's open the doors.
1: Yay! Welcome to the boardroom. Hi, guys. Hi. Guys.
5: I have to admit, I'm a little surprised you're up here because most of the discussion had to do with you didn't ask for anything, you didn't talk about sales. But Mark and Nicole both wanted to hear more, so take it away.
7: Wonderful. Um, well, let me start by telling you about the product. So product was designed specifically for women who are curvy, which, as I mentioned in the pitch, is 70% of women. They're a D cup or above. So our sales have been dramatically shifting in the past year and a half as we've more and more people are at home to an online business. So our sales right now are about 225,000 per year. So as that has scaled up, so has a lot of our repeat business and our CAC has gone down substantially. Our LTV has gone up substantially. So about the product itself it was designed seams on the back uh, this is all wicking and mesh these will ride along the edges of your back so as women you know as we go through different times throughout the month and as our bodies heat up we actually expand contract about 10%, which is about one cup size.
2: Elise, I'm sorry, I gotta stop you. I mean, you're talking so much about the product, and frankly, you got two bra experts up here. I mean, we've been wearing them our whole life, and I don't think these guys are gonna get sold on the product. Okay. We wanna know about you and your business. Why did you even decide to get into this? So
7: I ran a half marathon, and I did what so many women do, which is I wore an underwire bra under a sports bra. I had no skin left from the chafing and from the hooks. And so I said, there's gotta be a better solution.
4: But I'm up here, I mean, I, I, didn't actually even say to come up the elevator because okay. I still don't know your ask. I mean, I'm an investor. I'm yep. looking for great ideas
7: to invest in people, and we still, what is the ask? So the ask is 500,000 for 10% of the company. Okay.
3: As you've certainly been beaten up enough about some of the things missing from the pitch, but I did learn something critical. Oprah has her own corset maker? (laughs) Oprah has her own everything. Right, exactly. (laughs) Uh, So, My question really more specifically is that, is this just the first product in a line? Is this a brand or is it a product?
2: So
7: the patent that we have on this particular product is designed so that it can eventually
2: move into activewear, swimwear, sundresses, and sleep. And Elise, honestly, I gotta have your back here with this one, Mark. You don't have these things, but I'm telling you, when you start tucking them into your waistband, you're really looking for the right bra, okay? (laughs) Right. Um, But I wanna know, is that the right bra? Because my big issue is finding something that fits right and feels right around my waist, but also on my arms. And I'm not gonna invest in anything I don't try. So, are you ready to put it up? I would love to, absolutely. So, let me, you know what? This is how I would be if I was working with you, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> so you're telling me that yep, the so, straps are nice and mm, thick. Mm-hmm. There's a clip okay. right in the center. I see that. Mm-hmm. That's gonna
7: make it easier to zip up. And I've gotta say, this this design seems proprietary. Yes, this is what we have patented. And there are no wires. No wires. So then each strap's gonna adjust to whatever feels good to you, and then each cup is gonna adjust.
2: And they're nice and thick. I will say, honestly, Kim, I got I gotta tell you, I look good, and I feel good. You do look good, you do look good. one should go home with you. Honestly, like, one of the things I was struggling with with your pitch was that I just didn't understand. This is one of those products which can be difficult for marketing, but once you have it on, it makes a lot more sense. Thank you so much, and it looked wonderful on you. Thank you.
3: Nicole, you have set a standard and I'm kind of wondering what happens when the next person out of the elevator is selling boxer shorts.
2: I'm just saying you got to try the product before you buy the product.
5: This was more than I bargained for from this pitch. Does anybody have any further questions or is somebody prepared to make an offer?
2: I do know that you said you want 500 k Where's it going to go? It's going to new hires marketing and new product expansion. How's it look with inventory for you right now? Is everything made out of country or So state? I
7: actually helped to build a sustainable factory in Sri Lanka. So we are not running into any of the supply chain issues that so many mm. others are running into. Our supply chain actually has been very pleasantly um, unaffected.
5: Mark and Nicole, you wanted
3: to hear more. Did you get what you needed? So I'll I'll, I'll say I'm gonna pass. Okay. I love how passionate you are about the product, but I know from experience, the product is only a very, very small part of being successful in this type of venture. And I just haven't learned enough to make myself comfortable that this is gonna end up being a solid investment for me.
2: So I have to tell you that the product does feel great. However, what I'd really be interested in more is your supply chain and the fact that you're able to get things in, which means that if you're wedded to the bras, then I don't know if it's for me. So at this point, I think I'm gonna to have to pass. Okay. I think when looking for the next amount of investors, like getting your pitch, just really
4: articulate on what the ask is, what the growth is, and how you're gonna scale and use the money is really important.
7: Okay.
5: Well, at least it doesn't look like there's gonna be a deal made today. But we wanted to thank you for coming in.
7: Well, thank you guys for having me. Slide a
2: couple of those into my green room. Done. <laughs> <laughs> It never feels good to say no.
4: Uh. She's early, though. I think she's early. It's great that she's gotten a patent. I think there's opportunity. But again, supply chain, I do agree. And a lot of skews. So how is she going to carry the inventory
7: without a lot of cash?
5: Was it conscious and deliberate that you left out so many components of the pitch that are in a normal pitch?
7: Um, with one minute, there's a lot to the story that I wanted to be told. Um, so I think if I were to do it again, obviously I would throw in the ask and, and a little bit more about our sales.
0: And now today's Main Street Hero of the Week supported by State Farm. When faced with the uncertainty of the pandemic, Nick Fatos of Starbright Floral Design continued to bring happiness to their customers with discounted virtual bouquets while delivering the actual bouquet at a later, safer time. Thank you for being our Main Street Hero of the Week, supported by State Farm. Learn more at statefarm.com smallbusiness. Now let's hear the next pitch.
8: I think our solution is really new in the industry. We want everybody to have their own apps. And website building has been very easy, and app building should be the same. We're super excited to be here. I mean, this is this is a dream come true. Like, we've been watching a lot back home in Mongolia, and to be here, this is
1: this is like unbelievable. Yeah. Your 60 seconds begins now. Going
8: up. Hi, my name is Ija. I'm the CEO of Tomyo Edtech. So me and my co-founders are from Mongolia, and we previously worked at IBM, Amazon, coming from very technical backgrounds. Two years ago, we packed our bags and went back to Mongolia to create this language learning app. And it's been hugely successful. Within five months, we had 180,000 users and 800 plus mentors and tutors on the app. And we're making 15K in MMR. And ever since then, we've been white labeling our core technology with the clients and been improving our uh, app building experiences for them. And now, today, we fully automated the app deployment process. So creators and content creators can have their branded app simply by drag and drop, upload their content, and submit to app stores and play stores. We even created an elevator pitch company app. Five. Are you guys ready four, to go ahead and three, launch
1: this? Two, one. Times up.
5: Again, an entrepreneur that didn't have an ask. What do you guys think about this?
2: I mean, you gotta ask for what you want, and they're missing the mark with that in their pitch. I mean, you're selling yourself, but how are we supposed to help you?
3: I mean, I guess they assume it goes without saying or something? We it's... just need money.
2: <laughs> A lot of money. A lot but of money. But we're not sure how much.
3: These are elevator stories. That's Not right. really, elevator right. pitches. That's
2: right, <laughs> exactly. that's right. I think what I'm thrown off about is that she said something about 15K in monthly revenue. Like, gosh, I wonder if this is gonna be the big million dollar ask.
5: Well, what that would mean is that 180,000 users If 15K MRR equals
3: $180,000 annually, that would be a dollar a year? Yeah. There was also some lack of clarity about what she's really proposing, because I think those numbers were for the language app, not for the app building app, or I'm confused. Well, but that should tell the whole story. But
5: you guys have to vote, and then we'll make a decision if we want to bring her up or not. Looks like that's three no's. Unfortunately, we got to send her down. Going down. Did you come in all the way from Mongolia?
8: Oh, we did. It's, it's like almost two days flight from here.
5: Oh, man. <laughs> so you came in for two days for 60 seconds. It was an incredible experience. It was worth it. The main reason the investors didn't open the doors is they were just sort of confused on really what you were doing. It felt like it was all over the place.
8: Yeah, I think I spent lots of the time just explaining the backstory rather than talking about the product, which is no-code drag-and-drop app builder solution for everybody. So today we believe website building is easy and app building should be the same. So that's what Tomio is.
0: Entrepreneur Elevator Pitch is presented by Amazon Business for every organization at every stage of growth. Now, let's hear the next pitch.
9: Surrealize is like like on Amazon for um, underrepresented founders and mission-driven brands. The goal is for consumers who really want to vote with the wallets to easily discover and purchase from these brands. It's my personal passion to make this happen for other founders and other consumers who look like me. 60
1: seconds begins now. Going on.
9: If you want your purchasing power to support your social values, be a sustainable BIPOC women-owned, where would you go? 70% of millennials or Gen Zs buy from brands that align with their values, but they face a broken discovery process. Meanwhile, mission-driven brands from unrepresented founders struggle to get noticed. My company, Storyline, purchase these two needs and aggressively tap into this $350 billion market. We're an online e-commerce marketplace for consumers to vote with their wallets through a unique community-driven shopping experience, AI-powered personalization, and advanced consumer analytics for accelerated revenue. In the last 90 days, we signed out 50 new brand partners and doubled our site traffic month-over-month month organically. With a new investment, we're on track to generate over uh, 20, uh, $250,000 in the next 12 months. I'm a first generation immigrant, daughter of a seamstress, Five, and I four, went on to study at Harvard. Three, Today, I'm asking two, for 100 k on a $5 million valuation.
1: Time's up.
5: Did she ever introduce herself? Does anybody
3: know her name? I have no idea who she is. I'm quite <laughs> frankly not even sure what the business is.
4: Yeah. I don't know who she is, but the business is a mission driven marketplace for consumer products. Ah, I, I missed that Maybe that I should piece pitch it. it. My name is Kim. I have an amazing business opportunity. Well, at least I know
3: how much money she wants and what the valuation is. Exactly. Okay, it's time to vote.
5: Well, it looks like Kim and Nicole want to hear more. Let's open the doors. Yes, thank you. Welcome to the boardroom. Hello. Hi, judges. We have one question before we get going. Mm -hmm. What is your name? You never introduced yourself. (laughs) Manette Yu. Welcome, Manette Yu. Thank you so much. So you had Nicole and Kim vote to bring you in. Nice. And I'm going to turn it over to them.
2: Okay, so I am so excited about your business. Obviously, as a person of color and a first-generation immigrant, I applaud you. But my big question is that there are so many companies that have tried to build e-commerce, mission-based businesses, and they fail.
9: Biggest issue being inventory and fulfillment. What is your solve for that to make Storyline different? So, so far, we use a dropship model rather than a wholesale or retail model. So uh, with dropship, we take a percentage of the commission. So that's something I did not include in the 60-second pitch. I was hoping to elaborate a bit on that. Um, but in terms of, like, inventory, so that, that's why we don't handle the inventory on our end.
2: Well, aren't you worried about people being able
9: to maintain inventory because their issues become your issues? I think at some point um, that we'll need to purchase some inventory, like take on a little bit of the inventory risk. But so far, that's why we have been really ramping up taking on more brand partners, is that they can um, rise up and then meet those demands.
3: I'm sort of with Nicole on this in that this is not a new idea. And there's that old expression from poker that if you don't know who the sucker is, it's you. Uh And I'm wondering what evidence you have that actually your implementation of a mission-driven marketplace is gonna be successful.
9: You know you're right there's a lot of marketplaces and to be honest today you can open up a shopify account you can drop ship some products from alibaba i'm chinese so i can say that right (laughs) just kidding (laughs) Um, i mean it's easy to do that nowadays but what is not easy to do is to um, build a community around it and build loyalty i mean that's ultimately where the business is is that we take in new customers and then we turn them into loyal customers who will come back and again and again.
3: You're missing a step. Your strategy can't be we're going to get customers and make them into loyal customers. Mm-hmm. That's the strategy for every single business in the world. Sure how or why or what is different about this?
9: The way we reach our target consumers, which are in this case usually women, between age of 20 to 40, is through these loyalty programs. And also the fact that we have a pretty big variety of items available for these target demographics is for them come back and again and again. Minette, can we get into
2: the numbers a little bit? What are you trying to do with this hundred thousand, and how is it really going to take you to the next level?
9: So the hundred thousand dollars is actually part of a larger angel round. So I'm raising a total of five hundred thousand dollars for this case, and I've already signed on some investors from Amazon, Png, and HubSpot. Uh, one other thing that makes us special is some of our technology in indexing the products, not just by you know the color of my shirt or the type of um, clothes you're wearing, but also by social values. Kind of like in the Netflix model, we index, we label them, and then later on we learn how that works in terms of recommendation engine. So that's why we're bringing uh, engineers on board as part of that round. And in addition, of course, it's all about reaching the target audience. Right now, we've only been growing organically through word of mouth. But Um, it's, it's a tech platform play. So do you have a partner that's already, do you have a key engineer hire? We rely on consultants and part-time employees at this point, but we do have someone who is the head of machine learning at Amazon who is currently uh, one of my advisors. And I love hearing um, how wedded you are
2: to this. Obviously, this has a personal connection to you. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, just like Kim said, it's the software that I think sounds the most interesting. Is that something that you'd be willing to break out if you're building that out in a proprietary
9: way? Can I sell all that coding later? Because <sighs> there's a lot of companies would be interested. Hmm, that's a really good question. I mean, I feel that that would be an open discussion. Okay. So the software piece is a pretty important piece because I was a founding product manager for a company called mm-hmm. Um It's an automated email company for a a lot of these direct-to-consumer brands, so um, you know B two B play is in my wheelhouse in terms of software, um, and that's also all cool. Is to collect data that these brands would not be able to get elsewhere, and utilize those analytics for them to understand their target mar- markets better.
5: Well, we're at the point where it's either keep talking or make an offer.
4: I mean, I love your passion and I love the purpose for the business. I think for me, it's just too early and without a partner that's an engineer or a CTO, it's very hard to make an investment because I love the tech angle and I think it's got a large opportunity.
2: I'm out. I obviously really relate to everything that you've done here. I built it up myself. I bootstrapped first generation. Um, I respect and admire it, but I also, just like him, it's a little bit too early for me. I'm out.
3: So unlike Nicole and Kim, uh, you're not too early for me. In fact, I love early stage businesses. But I would much rather have seen you be very narrowly focused on one particular small piece of what you're doing and demonstrate you've been able to get that to work. So I'm drawn in, but not enough to say yes. I'm sorry.
9: Okay. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it.
3: You know, at the risk of putting my foot in my mouth, I'm actually a little cynical about mission-driven businesses where that's the sole differentiator. Sure. That can be one thing that gets added on, but you've got to have the goods, and I'm not sure uh, she Is it did. possible? Yeah. I think you said one of the key things before, Mark, is
5: that you asked her how. She told you what she was planning on doing, but there was no real substance behind any of the how.
4: Without a tech team, I think it's going to be a little bit challenging. So even though we're using the funds to hire it, that's not going to get you that Wasn't fun. that an eye-opener? Yeah. you do
2: out. it yourself?
9: Wow!
5: <laughs> <laughs> what were you most excited about when you came on the show today?
9: Honestly excited about stepping outside of my comfort zone. I think it's a key ingredient in the entrepreneur to really step up to the challenge. So I haven't done this filming before. So for me, it's exciting just to be in a studio and to be able to share my message with a, with a larger audience. To me, that's really exciting.
0: Aw, oh, yeah. On the next Entrepreneur Elevator Pitch. Well, it looks like money talks.
6: <laughs> and is it capped?
0: It will
3: be uncapped.
0: Ah. I can't do that. Uh, Do it, uncapped. Ah!
6: You said you'd never do it, but there's always a chance.
0: (laughs) And to apply for season eight, go to entrepreneur.com slash elevator pitch.
10: Hello everyone, this is Olivia Friedman and I wanted to introduce you to something that we are bringing back. Something we had done in the past, back in the early uh, 2000s, all the way up until about 2012, 2014, was elevator pitches. This time, uh, we see a lot of other people sort of picked it up and they're doing their own thing, but you know how I am uh, as a show host of The Great Relentless Few um, it is a business interview show where we interview uh, businesses, you know, entrepreneurs and rising stars uh, that a lot of people left behind and just didn't believe in and they're doing great things and we like to showcase those people and those stories. So what I decided to do was to be totally disruptive, right? Okay, that's nothing new with me. QR codes, taxi top ad uh, holders... Uh, and you know, a lot of things that people were not doing are some of the things that I deployed to revive businesses that were dying. That's my gift uh, through marketing. So, uh, as part of our uh, partnership that is pending, yay! We wrap up uh, everything for sure by February 22nd of 22. Yes, all twos, two, twenty-two, twenty-two. Amazing! I think that's a good sign. If you're into numbers, if you do the numbers thing. So what I have decided to do is take their episodes on entrepreneur.com. Now, I don't have permission to show their video on the screen, so the way this is going to work is you're going to utilize the link that we give you. And when you start the podcast, um, when I start talking about it or I say, okay, we're getting ready for the deep dive, um, that's when you go ahead and press play. That's your cue. Um, so I'll be reviewing and giving feedback uh, starting today on October 21st, 2021, uh, which would be episode one of Pitch Season 7 on Entrepreneur.com's Elevator Pitch. I think this is really, really cool, what they do, uh, where their slogan is, what would you do if you flubbed your introduction during a high stakes pitch? That's what they're saying for this episode. <laughs> wonder what's going to be in this one. And I'm going to do them off the off the cuff, on the fly. There's not going to be any preparation. That's what's going to be really cool about this. I'm going to say things, and they may agree or they may disagree with me, but I'm going to speak my mind about what I'm seeing and what's happening. So I will be listening to it, and I will be pausing in between. Uh, and I recommend that you pause in between as well. When you hear me pause, I say, okay, I'm going to have to stop right there or just hold on a second or let me pause right here. I'm going to give you some feedback. I'm not going to let you watch the whole thing and then give feedback afterwards. I mean, you know, who does that anymore? Uh, We like uh, interaction, and I want to interact with you today. So let's get ready for a deep dive. All right, everyone, we're getting ready for uh, the next pitch. This is Elevator Pitch uh, Episode 8 of Season 7 on Entrepreneur.com. So what this uh business uh digital marketing deep dive is the special session of the G and R or Great Real View Show. And you can find these uh episodes at www.entrepreneur.com dot com slash video slash three nine one five three eight. Again that's entrepreneur dot com slash video slash three nine one five three eight. Okay. So, uh, the next one is apparently, um, it says, imagine if Jimi Hendrix and Beethoven got together for an epic jam. Now this sounds really, really awesome, but, uh, it's, it's something that we dream about and something that we think is cool because we're music people. I sang opera classical for many years, uh, I've played several instruments. So I can only imagine what this is about. Uh, so we're looking at, um, this uh, pitch here and we, we you know i i'm just saying prepare yourself <laughs> for this one so this is um episode eight uh, that they've put on so we're gonna go ahead and play it again this is uh, sponsored by amazon business uh with entrepreneur uh the entrepreneur staff uh, posted this one on october 20th 2021 which is actually yesterday so let's go
0: now let's hear the next pitch.
7: I started Bloom Bras because I couldn't find a sports bra that worked for me. When I ran my first half marathon, I uh, did what a lot of women do, which is wear two sports bras at once or an underwire under sports bra, and I had no skin left from the chafing. I sat on it for a couple years and I kept looking for inspiration and finally a couple years ago I decided if I didn't do this now that nobody was going to do it, and so took matters into my own hands. I'm, I'm slightly nervous. Uh, I've watched several seasons, and so I'm excited to see what the elevator situation is and to meet the investors.
1: Your 60 seconds begins now. Going up.
7: Hi, I'm Elise Kay, and I founded Bloom Bras out of frustration after years of not being able to find a sports bra that worked for me. It's an engineering challenge, not a design flaw. So I brought in the top minds from NASA, shipping and packaging experts, oprah's corset maker to help me bring my vision to life we are now the most body inclusive line on the market ranging from a 28c to a 56l designed to lift versus squish empowering women of all shapes sizes and stages of life to feel good while moving with partnerships with like macy's rei and title Seventy percent of women are a or above in the united states the average dress size is a 14 16 which is a 46 banned no brands are going after this market the pandemic has been really great for our business
10: i'm going to pause here and pause at 12 minutes and 34 seconds into this video of the 33 minutes we're still in the same video so you don't have to change your link or anything um, i'm just separating the episodes out so what i want you to understand about this one is this is actually season seven, episode one. It says, I guess we've got all three of them on the same video. And episode eight will be something else about the music that apparently they're not showing in the order that they wrote it on the article at entrepreneur.com. So what I'm going to say about her pitch is I loved her pitch so far. Uh, There's passion, okay? Passion's not everything, but it does matter. It means she's going to stay um, the course. Uh, with her product. Uh, she's not going to freak out and see another shiny object and go running after it. That's one of the things I watch out for people all over the place. What have you been doing for the past five, ten years? Because I want to make sure that my money is stable if I'm going to invest. Okay. I don't want to just throw my money as an investor into anything. So she has passion. She's also solved a problem. Uh, the sports bra issue. Uh, we've we know about spanks and all that other kind of thing. And then we have Kim or Skims or something like that by Kim Kardashian, I think it's what it's called. I'm not advertising for her, I promise. Um, so she has passion because it's something that's real for her that caused her a problem. So she's solving a problem. The other thing I like is the fact that she got with NASA um, and you know shipping experts and that. And, and you know she, she's done her homework you know, Oprah's corset maker, you know, so she figured out how to really make it and how to solve the problem. She's in. and she also said it's not an engineering um, you know, issue. Uh, it's it's about, you know, the research and getting in there and really getting it done. It's not a design flaw. It's just that it's not really fully addressing the needs. So it's not like she had to go back to the drawing board. She used the resources that were there. She's forty eight seconds in. I feel like she's covered a lot. I like this pitch. Um, she talked about how not a lot of people are working in that market, but then some of the investors are going to go, okay, well, is there really a demand? If there's people not in it, maybe there's no money in it. Why are there no other people in it? You've got spanks and all these other things. You got Skims by Kim Kardashian, you know? So if everybody's working down you know, below, did they see that there's no money up top? You know, we're talking, okay, that's a safe way to say it. And she's also done some research. So at the point where she's ready to give statistics, I just had to pause Uh, because this is very important. It shows that she's done her homework and uh, she knows that she has a viable product and now she's coming to pitch it to us. So let's continue. We're at 12 minutes and 34 seconds.
7: With uh, with online sales skyrocketing, with more women working out at home, we need help to scale with new hires, resources uh, to develop new product development and marketing.
1: She
5: got it. Time's up. Wow. Well, I did not hear any ask whatsoever. Did any of you three hear something that I didn't?
4: No idea.
7: Actually,
5: there what was she was a lot of She didn't, just said what? Bitch. Yeah, I mean,
3: <gasps> she, she didn't, didn't say talk much. about her traction, about her revenues.
2: The impression I got is she doesn't really know all that stuff. She seems kind of homegrown.
10: Okay, so now Nicole has said it. All of these things were great, but show me the money. Isn't that just what I was saying before? So people want to know, investors want to know where their money is going. She's got a great product and everything, I'm sure. But see, just like I mentioned before, those three basic elements, you're going onto a program that is run by entrepreneur.com. I do a lot of work. I write on the Forbes platform um, with the councils. So you know, I understand what their angle is. I fit in better with Forbes. I didn't really groove with entrepreneur. Although I like a lot of the things that they're doing, but they're looking for a lot of young people. They're not, you know, they're, you know, and you know, they're, they're all about the millennials and I'm a millennial whisperer, but when it comes to certain topics, you know, marketing, sales, things of that nature. Um, and so again, defining the company, I'm gonna say this again, three simple things, define the company, make the request, you gotta do the ask. You have don't be afraid to ask for the money. That would worry me. <laughs> You're afraid to ask for the money. Show me the money. Defining the company, making the request, and then specifying what the investment will be used for. This is where you get into your margin. Um, you know, what you've managed to achieve. Are you you know where are you? Have you had an experience with series A, series B, you know, your your funding, like what what you know? who are you? Uh, You have to tell about yourself and the business all at the same time. So she missed tons. I like the product because it's something that she's filling a gap and she's solving a problem. And those are the things that tend to do really well, but she missed too much out. I mean, they're losing faith in her before she can even tell them more about what she's doing because she didn't hit on those points. Again, I'm going to do it again. These three items defining the company, making the request, and specifying what the investment money will be used for, and giving some numbers behind that. It has to be done. So let's continue to build confidence.
2: So I'm a little concerned. It wasn't a very strong pitch. I have no idea what she's asking
3: for. You know, potentially it's unique. I mean, I certainly haven't heard someone go after that angle of the market before, so I'm a little intrigued, but I don't know. Well, it's time to vote.
5: Well, it looks like Mark and Nicole want to hear more. Let's open the doors.
4: Welcome to the boardroom. Hi, guys. Hi. She's Hi.
5: I have to admit, I'm a little surprised you're up here because most of the discussion had to do with you didn't ask for anything. You didn't talk about sales. But Mark and Nicole both wanted to hear more, so take it away.
7: Wonderful. Um, Well, let me start by telling you about the product. So product was designed specifically for women who are curvy, which, as I mentioned in the pitch, is 70% of women. They're D cup or above. So our sales have been dramatically shifting in the past year and a half as we've more and more people are at home to an online business. So our sales right now are about 225,000 per year. So as that has scaled up, so has a lot of our repeat business and our CAC has gone down substantially. Our LTV has gone up substantially. so about the product itself, it was designed, seams on the back, uh, it's all wicking and mesh. These will ride along the edges of your back. So as women, you know, as we go through different times throughout the month and as our bodies heat up, we actually expand contract about 10%, which is about one cup size.
2: Elise, I'm sorry, I gotta stop you. I mean, you're talking so much about the product, and frankly, you got two bra experts up here. I mean, we've been wearing them our whole life, and I don't think these guys are gonna get sold on the product. Okay. We wanna know about you and your business. Why did you even decide to get into this? So I ran ahead.
1: Okay,
10: there we go. There you have it. So, as I mentioned before, you have to be clever enough, and which is why I keep giving you these three items here defining the company making the request and specifying what the investment money will be used for um she's going on and on and on about the product and that and the guys are probably getting really uncomfortable they're you're telling them things about us that they probably didn't want to know uh you know during their monthly your body expands and goes back you know about a, a cup size really the guys are not one of the guys look like he's ready to get up and leave uh, the boardroom <laughs> She's not doing very well with this. I personally would not invest in her because of the, just, unless she appointed a communications officer. This would be a lot of time wasted. Uh, yeah, this just is not looking good. Homegrown is not the word. She needs guidance and she's going to need a whole lot more than what she might be asking for. And the bottom line is, if they still don't know what she's asking for. I'm going to go back again. You're going to sit sick of me saying this, define the company, make the request and specify what the money will be used for. It's so simple. She still hasn't given that. So let's see what, how they handle it. Cause I, I would be out of the room by now and no offense to her. It's just time is so precious and so valuable. I would smile at her and tell her good luck. And I I would leave, you know, I really wish her well off. She might find someone that's going to give her all those different elements, but she's, I, d- I just don't get it. I, I, it's not something I want to be involved in, but someone may uh, invest. Let's find out.
7: Half marathon, and I did what so many women do, which is I wore an underwire bra under a sports bra. Yep. I had no skin left from the chafing and from the hooks. And so I said, there's gotta be a better solution.
4: But I'm up here. I mean, I I didn't actually even say to come up the elevator? Because okay. I still don't know your ask. I
7: mean, I'm an investor. I'm yep. looking for great ideas to invest in people. And we still, what is the ask? So the ask is 500,000 for 10% of the company. Okay.
3: As you've certainly beaten up enough about some of the things missing from the pitch, but I did learn something critical. Oprah has her own corset maker. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Oprah has her own everything. Right, exactly. <laughs>
4: uh,
7: so,
3: my question really more specifically is that is this just the first product in a line is this a brand or is it a product
7: so the patent that we have on this particular product is designed so that it can eventually move into activewear swimwear
2: sundresses and sleep and elise honestly i gotta have your back here with this one mark You don't have these things, but I'm telling you, when you start tucking them into your waistband, (laughs) you're really looking for the right bra, Okay? Right. Um, But I want to know, is that the right bra? Because my big issue is finding something that fits right and feels right around my waist, but also on my arms. And I'm not going to invest in anything I don't try. So are you ready to put it up? I would love to, absolutely. So let me, you know what? This is how I would be if I was working with you, Mark. So you're telling me that yep, the so, straps are nice and mm, thick. Mm-hmm. There's a clip okay.
7: right in the center. I see that. Mm-hmm. That's going to make it easier to zip She's up. trying it to I like this, it. This design seems proprietary. Yes, this is what we have patented. And there are no wires. No wires. So then each strap's going to adjust to whatever feels good to you. And then each cup is going to adjust. And they're nice and thick. I
2: will say, honestly, Kim, I got. I got to tell you. I look good, and I feel good.
7: You
4: do look good. You do look
2: good. Then I should go home with They're you. Honestly, like, yeah. one of the things I was struggling with with your pitch was that I just didn't understand. Yeah. This is one of those products which can be difficult for marketing, yeah. but once you have it on, it makes a lot more sense. Thank you so much, wow. and it looked wonderful on you. Thank you.
3: Nicole, you have set a standard, and I'm kind of wondering what happens when the next person out of the elevator is selling boxer shorts.
2: I'm just saying, you got to try the product before you buy the product.
3: This was more than I bargained
5: for from this pitch. Does anybody have any further questions or is somebody prepared to make an offer?
2: I do know that you said you want 500k. Where's it going to go? It's going
7: to new hires, marketing, and new product expansion.
2: How's does it look with inventory for you right now? Is everything made out of country or? So, in state? I
7: actually helped to build a sustainable factory in Sri Lanka. So, we are not running into any of the supply chain issues that so mm. many others are running into. Our supply chain actually has been very pleasantly um,
5: unaffected. Mark and Nicole, you wanted to hear more. Did you get what you needed?
10: Mm-mm. I wouldn't do it. It's tempting.
3: So, I'll, I'll, I'll say I'm going to pass. Okay. I love how passionate you are about the product but I know from experience the product is only a very very small part of being successful in this type of venture and I just haven't learned enough to make myself comfortable that this is going to end up being a solid investment for me.
2: So I have to tell you that the product does feel great, however what I'd really be interested in more is your supply chain and the fact that you're able to get things in which means that if you're wedded to the bras then I don't know if it's for me. So at this point I think I'm going to have to pass. Okay. I think. When looking for the next amount of
4: investors, like getting your pitch, just really articulate on what the ask is, what the growth is, and how you're gonna scale and use the money is really important.
10: Okay, pausing. So we are at 18 minutes and 44 seconds, and I'm gonna say it again, even though she just said it, I'm gonna repeat it. Define the company, make the request, specify what the investment or what the money is gonna be used for. You've gotta do it. You have to do it, otherwise they're not getting, they're not understanding what they need to know to make a decision, an informed decision.
5: Okay. Well, at least it doesn't look like there's gonna be a deal made today, but we wanted to thank you for coming in.
7: Well, thank you guys for having me.
2: Slide a couple of those into my green room. Done. (laughs) (laughs) It never feels good to say no.
10: Okay, so here's a question. Now, Nicole actually wore the bra. So what would you do with that? I'm going to post this question. Um, I want you to leave me a voicemail at the site. Uh, you can do that from the website if you have your mobile. I want you to leave me a voicemail and tell me what you would do with that. I'm going to tell you what I would do with it. She is very famous. She's very, very influential. She's a big time influencer. And um, for the most part, um, I would ask her if I could use her. You know, she's not going to invest, but she did like the way it felt. And she felt that maybe, you know, she could wear one for her. Uh, then she could say that, you know, she wears them. And that right there could be something that could help her brand. It may not do a lot, uh, but it would definitely help her with women of color. So I'm going to tell you this woman is Caucasian, you know, she, she's white, but uh, black women often have a problem with this, uh, you know, being a little bit larger on the top. And our skin, you know, is very strong, but it's, it's very soft. And so I think that that being said, if I were her, I would definitely try to capitalize on what happened there today. Now, I know I wouldn't have invested. Uh, I knew that from the beginning, but as they went through it, um, no one else ended up investing either. Uh, So again, define the company, make the request and let them know what the money is going, you know, their investment is going to be utilized for. Um. get into the margin talk about where you are and where you plan to be you know in six months to a year and and maybe how you got there like she Nicole asked that question in the beginning what made you make the product to begin with very very basic things I think it's good to have passion but remember what I said you, you don't want to be too passionate about it at least not while you're pitching. Um, and you don't want to go on and on and on about the product. They want to know those three things. And if they have specific questions about it, they're going to tell you. So you don't go on and on and on. That was like a disaster pitch. Uh, if you ask me, so, um, she will not be funded. Uh, she will not be funded today.
4: Uh, she's early though. I think she's early. It's great that she's gotten a patent. I think there's opportunity, but again, supply chain, I do agree, and a lot of SKUs. So how's she gonna carry the inventory without a lot of cash?
5: Was it conscious and deliberate that you left out so many components of the pitch that are in a normal pitch?
7: Um, with one minute, there's a lot to the story that I wanted to be told. Um, so I think if I were to do it again, obviously I would throw in the ask and, and a little
0: bit more about our sales. There you go. And now, today's Main Street Hero of the Week, supported by State Farm.
10: Okay, so we're not going to get into that. (laughs) So, uh, this has been um, another episode here, and this is really a stem from the first one. We just want to try these out, and this one was really, really short, obviously, because she did not get funding. Not much else to talk about, right? So... As you you see that this is, I know you're, you're probably laughing and you're probably thinking, no way it happened again. Well, yeah, you get nervous when you're doing your pitch. These people are loaded. You know, they've been investing in small businesses and entrepreneurs for decades. They've got money and they can give you that money so that you can, you know, get your business off the ground. So, of course, you're going to be nervous. Very, very strong advice. Again, same advice I gave on the other episode, critiquing the other episode and reviewing, you know, letting you know what I may have done differently. And it's going to come up time and time again, and it's going to be shocking to you. The very strong advice is, of course, those three elements. But, you know, to make sure that those essential components, three essential components is how entrepreneur.com describes it. And it's so true. They're essential uh, when you're pitching, to investors. So outside of those, which I will repeat again, if you don't do anything else from listening to these uh, episodes on this podcast, if you don't do anything else, you're going to remember how to do a pitch and you're going to get that money (laughs) because you're going to have these three elements. If you have something that's worthwhile and that, you know, scalable and that. So make sure you practice your pitch. I mean, you want to practice it so much to your like well, not really so sort you're of blue in the face, but you want to practice it to where you know it forward and backward. really. Um, you have to define the company, make the request and let them know what the money is going to be used for. Get into your margin when you talk about that When you're defining the company. Um, you're not just telling what it is you do and, and make sure you get your why in there, why you started the business. If you want to have a place to put your passion, put your passion in that while you're telling them briefly why you started the business in the first place, time and time again. So uh, I'm going to go over this over and over and over and over. You're going to get sick of my voice. <laughs> uh, but Nicole Waters, uh, Nicole Walters, um, uh, who's on the show, she's you know the founder of Inherent Learning, uh, for business education is something similar to what I do at IHGS now that we've partnered. Um, and our partnership is wrapped up on 2-22-22, so February 22nd of next year. Um, and, you know, I hope you're learning uh, from this. That was the idea. I want this to be a learning exercise. There is a library of business wisdom uh, that I'm going to be putting out next year. And I, very, I recommend very strongly that you get it. It's only 59 bucks. There's not going to be any excuse why you don't have it. Fifty nine dollars. it's all it is for per year. I should make that clear. Fifty nine dollars a year for you to access my business wisdom library. I mean, it's it's chock full of things that are actually going to help you. So again, before we go to the next episode, I'm going to end this one here. But again, define the company. You know, that includes why you started it. You know, whether you're solving a problem or not. You know, get into your margin a little bit. Uh, or you could save that for when you're making your request, whichever way it flows. But I want you to know your pitch inside and out, top to bottom, left to right, transfer, you know, prostrate. Uh, just, I want you to know your pitch forward and backward, and that's going to save you a lot of trouble. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Great and Relentless Few. This is a special season that we have. All the entrepreneurship things are going on out there, and that energy We want to feed that energy with some positive input and something that's actually going to help you. Uh, Thank you so much for taking your time to listen. We know your time is very, very valuable. And um, thank you so much for uh, listening to the business uh, digital marketing deep dive. Thank you for taking a deep dive for us into entrepreneur.com's elevator pitch.
1: everyone so a lot of people have been asking me about my expertise in business and I've pretty much been asking me to critique uh, something that amazingly enough I <laughs> believe it or not I was not aware of which is called elevator pitch by entrepreneur.com um, I think maybe I run across it a couple of times uh, but never really stopped to check it out so I have acted on that request and I want to also put a disclaimer in here I did contact uh, entrepreneur.com I did a little bit of research on finding out how to go about utilizing um, some of their content and then linking back to it so what you find in the podcast is a link back to the different episodes uh, so that they can get the credit for uh, for the the hit right okay um, and for the clicks so uh, this is going to be an interesting episode, all of them are very interesting, and so what happens is I have my uh, mentees that will come in and they will pull up an episode for me and be announced to me as far as which one it's going to be, and I will off the cuff, uh, just out of the blue, I'll start to critique it. So I've had no uh, prior planning, uh, no idea as to the who, the what, the where, the why, or how much. Um, uh, So, I hope you enjoy, Uh, this is Olivia Friedman, thanks, Forbes Council's influencer.